Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Today, we have metaphysical table talk number three, which I'm so excited about because I looked at my stats and the episodes that did the best and definitely the table talk that you guys really liked and commented on and DM'd me about and everything were with Del Sol and Tracy today, who are our guests again. I'm so excited. They've come back. They're going to talk to us about star seeds and ancient ones and being highly metaphysical and all of that. But first, I just want to say that I am changing the episode numbers because it is driving me nuts. I made a mistake when I started podcasting. I said this is my other two podcasts that I started to do seasons and it's driving me absolutely nuts, the season thing. So I am switching to just episode numbers. And coincidentally, this episode, I did not plan this, will be number 111. And that's the episode, I know, and that's the episode that I will start doing numbers with. This is the episode, and I couldn't believe it. I also want to say that this episode will drop on July 4th, 2023. Here's something really interesting. This is from foreverconscious.com. So July 4th, as we all know, Americans know, is the U.S.'s Independence Day or birthday, you could say. In the universe, July 4th is also when the sun meets with Sirius. Do you guys know this? I did not know that. Uh, Yeah. And Sirius is the planet of higher consciousness, freedom, and technological advancements. Sirius is a planet of extremely high frequency. Also, the meeting of the sun and Sirius signifies illumination or when light or truth would be shed on the world. Sirius is brighter than the sun, which I did not know. The sun is the illuminator of the physical world, whereas Sirius is the illuminator of the spiritual world. So I find it very appropriate that we're dropping the episode on that exact date. And now I just want to welcome my guests. Uh, you guys know them. They really need no introduction, but we're going to do a little introduction. Uh, Del Sol at TN. I'm going to go with Del Sol first because he's first to my right. And Del Sol is an incredible light language communicator. He has these beautiful heart activations and He is one of the most highly metaphysical people I know. I've taken, not workshops with you, what's the word? I've taken sessions. That's what I wanted to say. I've had sessions with you and you are one of my spiritual mentors and I really look up to you and I feel like we've known each other forever. So I can't say enough about Del Sol. He's going to be speaking later about his upcoming workshops and how you can connect with him. And then we have Miss Tracy Shannon, who also is Miss Popular on this podcast. And she is known as an animal communicator, an amazing animal communicator. I just had a problem with my dog where she helped me twice and she's helped me many times. And I have done Tracy's Starseed Workshop, which was life-changing and incredible. And Tracy is also one of my spiritual or metaphysical mentors, and I really look up to her. And so she's going to give us a wealth of information today. And again, you are going to learn how to connect with her because Tracy has all these interesting services, much like Del Sol. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you. All right. So let's get to it. I'm I'm excited. Source is uh, telling me what to ask. And I want to start out with the fact that Del Sol comes from what he calls the ancient ones, which I'm going to have him speak to a little bit. And Tracy has a bean that she channels called Ariana, which is a starseed bean. Correct, Tracy? 
would you yes, call her starseed bean? She comes mm-hmm. from, is it Arcturia? Yeah. All of us sitting here feel like we are connected to that solar system, that outer world. And I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, and it's such a funny thing to say that I'm half alien or I've been descended from aliens whenever I've gone to psychics and everything. And I I don't think I'm so special. I think it's most of us have. We're just awakening to it now. And I also think that because through history, we have been put on the back burner, right? We've, especially if we've had many lives on this earth, we've been put on this back burner to where you can't come out and be who you are. You can't come out and say, okay, I'm a starseed or I channel a starseed being or I'm part of the ancient ones. Is Now though, it's changing, right? We are able to come out and be our metaphysical selves. So saying all that, I know that Del Sol and Tracy in their best metaphysical lives <laughs> back in the day when they were, you know, whatever you want to call it, guys, simultaneous lives, past life, whatever you want to call it, that they are or they were leaders in the metaphysical community and they still are. Okay. So, but now on earth, you've had to come forward much more in the past year, the past six months, the past six weeks, I've seen you have to make that step. So I wanted to know what is it like to start to come forward and come to the forefront? What is that like for you? Uh, So whoever wants to start. Go ahead, Tracy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a great question. I would say that it's exciting, it's exhilarating, and it's also really scary. Growing up in a family where this type of connection was not in favor was really challenging for me. And this society I grew up in didn't accept what I did, who I was. I couldn't explain myself at school to friends. I had no one to talk to. And it was a real struggle going through that process of knowing that I had all of these connections, I could see all of these beings, and I couldn't talk to anyone about it. So I found that I had to suppress all of that in order to fit into society. And, you know, as a child, you figure out pretty quickly how to survive in your family and not be abandoned or rejected and left to die alone somewhere. All of that is still in there. And obviously I've worked through a lot of that over the years because I'm now talking more openly about what I do. And I have amazing clients and incredible experiences. And that's the exciting part. Like I said, still, when I'm getting to that precipice of taking another step forward, Jennifer, I sent you an audio message yesterday saying there's some imposter syndrome that's popping up right now because I feel like all of my dreams are in the process of coming true. And again, it's exhilarating and it's also scary. But because of everything that I've experienced with my clients and the earth and the stars and all of that, I know I have that to lean into. And I also have a lot of great friends to lean into, you know, like you, Jennifer, and you, Del Sol. You guys are so accepting of who I am and what I do. And I do have some of those friends. So that makes it much easier. Yeah, because we're freaks like you. (laughs) 
<laughs> we wave our freak flag. You know how it is. Yeah. So Tracy, I just want to ask you a question before we move on to Del Sol. So I struggle with this as well. I was raised, I have a feeling we were raised in a similar way. I was raised in suburban New Jersey and that really unfortunately left a huge impression on me. And that's what I struggle with all the time. You know, the fact that maybe the friends that I knew from back in the day are doing better financially than me or something like that. I still struggle with those type of very human things because it's ingrained in me, even though obviously it quote unquote shouldn't be, it is. So I want to know if you could, let's say, divide it up and say, okay, there's my metaphysical side where I'm proud to be metaphysical. And Mm -hmm. then there's that side of me, the conditioning that hasn't left me yet. How far do you think you are tipped toward one or the other? Do you still feel like you have a lot of that conditioning or is it going away with, with time or how do you feel about that? Yeah, great question. I feel like I have unraveled and deactivated a lot of the triggers that were installed in me because of that. I feel like I've unraveled all of the issues around disappointment of not being who society, my parents, my family, friends in that time wanted me to be. So I would say that I'm working into maybe 80, 85% all the time of being who I am. And everyone, like I said, every once in a while, that other side of me is going to come up and say, look, is this what you really want to do? Because who's going to protect you? And so, yeah, I would say it's probably 80, 85%. And I'm really good with that. That's pretty good for being human. That's, that's pretty good. So we're going to move on to Del Sol. Del Sol, you have been definitely stepping more into the forefront, especially on Instagram and social media and things like that. So please tell us how you're feeling uh, as a human or as a non-human. As Tracy was saying, I grew up very Christian-based, and it was difficult to like share these experiences outward. So it, everything was just maintained inward. And there came a time where it was like, okay, in my dreams, there's like, hey, you need to come forward and step forward and be seen. And I'm like, that is the scariest thing you can tell a metaphysical person is to step forward and be seen. And I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Nervousness. The, it's just, everything was just like crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm like, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But I came a time where it's like, you have no choice but to step forward. Because everything that I've done, I've ever experienced had lead me to this moment. And here I am standing on a precipice. And this was on Clubhouse where I first spoke in in a room full of light language. And I met one of the greatest persons that I know right now is Celeste. That connection formed and it's like it was an ease that there are others like me out there. And then after that, the nervousness was still there as a speaking out. My palms would get sweaty and everything would just drench. My heart would just start racing all over and it butterflies in my stomach. But the more I showed up in my true authenticity is the more that everyone else was waiting for someone to step forward and spark that light. And then the circle that we recall in the older days where we all sat around the circle was forming. And at first I didn't know what it was, but there's a fire in the middle where we used to all gather. 
and we're beginning to gather again and the circle is expanding. And as I step forward more on social media, there's a light, there's a beacon that's going out like a bat signal. That's like, hey, everyone, it's okay to come forward. And Tracy says something very profound, like who will protect me? Well, when we all gather, there's a shield of protection that goes around us. And right now in this now moment, we are experiencing awakening and the likes of we've never experienced in previous lifetimes. And it is amazing to see and hear and feel old friends stepping forward with the notion is like, I remember your voice. I remember your energy. And there's a connection. And once that connection is formed, you unlock the greater aspect of who we are. Because whenever we meet and whatever we gather, they all bring pieces of the puzzle for us. And we have a piece of the puzzle for them. So it's a gathering in a circle. And it's like the more we step into who we are and not being afraid, coming and they're waiting for us to continue to really be out there in the forefront so they can show up and be okay with themselves and not think that they're crazy, not think that they're alone. Because the greatest thing right now is to be seen by others and to be recognized in your truest expression. That's what we're moving toward. And you said a couple profound things. The first thing that I really like that you said is that we remember each other's voices or people will say to you, I remembered your voice. I know it from somewhere. I get that all the time with this podcast. The the comment I get the most is your voice is so soothing. And I don't think of my voice as soothing, not even in the least. But I think what they actually mean is that they recognize it. I think that's more what they mean. And it's funny, I don't get it just on this podcast. I get it on the UC. I get it on the Corporate Flight Attendant podcast, which you would never think, but I get that comment as well. So I think that I'm just bringing that metaphysical energy into different spaces and they recognize it because we're all family. So I think that's where you're coming from. I like that you said, be seen. I like that a lot because as metaphysical people, we have to come out of the closet (laughs) (laughs) We really do. And it's hard. And of course, it's hardest to our family at the time and the friends we have at the time. That's who it is. The hard strangers. Who cares? You know, you're going into a new metaphysical group. That's not a big deal. But to the people we know, that's the hardest. So I want to know from both of you, how were you able to, number one, unravel this conditioning, this human I grew up in, you know, whatever time period, 1970s, 1980s, and we had this certain human conditioning. So how did, how were you able to, as Tracy said, unravel that? And how were you able to just finally feel like you could come out of the closet, be seen and be yourself? Like what steps did you take or what step did you take, Tracy? Wow. Uh, It was a long process for me. It wasn't something, it wasn't a rip the bandaid (laughs) process for sure. I really had to take my time because I felt like each time I took a step closer to who I was, I was leaving behind my family. I was being disloyal to the family that brought me up. So it was a lot of um, slowly peeling away the layers that were there. 
And I worked with channels over the years to help me understand who I was. I also started taking a lot of workshops. I took shamanism workshops and Reiki workshops, animal communication workshops. I read books. I watch movies, documentaries. And that was all giving me a sense of this is actually normal. Mm. And I made an effort to introduce myself to something new throughout the year, whether it was a new workshop, a new person, another book, another experience, putting myself out there. I started practicing on friends and I began to remember that I did this as a child and it came really, really easily. And when I started stepping back into that energy, I felt like I was held the entire time and guided. And even my body was doing what it was supposed to do when my mind was saying, this doesn't make sense. For instance, I was working with a friend of mine. I got an image of roses, uh, Black Eyed Susans. And so I said to her, okay, I see an image of Rosens behind you. And I said, not Rosens, hold on. And I said it two or three times, Rosens. And I even tried to force my mouth to say the different plants and it would not work. And I said to her, I looked at her, I finally said, why am I saying Rosens? And she said, that's a friend of mine in Chicago who's dealing with the exact same situation. So there was that is so held there. And then when I was holding a spirit gathering, the last person I was giving a message for, all of a sudden, everything went black. And the next thing I know, I came back into my body. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm still talking. <laughs> so again, totally held. And each time I allowed myself to step out of my comfort zone, I was held, I was guided. And that gave me the courage to step out even further. And the more I did, the more I realized how many people I can help and how many animals and I can help the earth in her evolutionary process. So it's just, there's no way I would want to ever stop or ever go back or hide. I just want to keep moving forward and expanding and evolving because there's so many other people to, to help and lives to touch and joy to bring. Yep. And you are moving forward. I see that with you all the time. So thank you. I think that's very helpful that you said it's not a bandaid you rip off. It's something that takes time. So Del Sol, I will ask you the same question. How did you or how were you able to undo some of the human conditioning that you may have grown up with? And then what were the steps you took to come out of the metaphysical closet? I work in retail. Working in retail, I meet new people every day. And I think Source had a joke at one point that I went to school for chemistry and I love being in the lab, creating, founding, finding and discovering stuff. I remember looking out of the lab one day and I was just like, wow, my friends are outside. I love the sun. There's flowers and there's there's a part. I can't live like this. I can't live being in a lab. And immediately then I was just like, I stopped and I went into retail. So wait a minute, was, you were a chemist? I went to school for chemistry. I was doing research, graduate research. Oh, got, it. <laughs> got it. Okay. Got it. I was it. doing graduate research and I was like, I stopped. 
And I couldn't I see you doing that. That's really funny. I just couldn't see you doing that because you're so social. That's really funny. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so I just went into retail and my family was like, what are you doing? You need to go finish school. You need to do this. You need to do that. I'm like, I don't want to because this is where my soul is calling me to be. And I, over the years, I've had practice meeting people, sharing information, and I would be speaking with absolute strangers and they would come to me and tell me their entire life story. And I'm like, this is weird. But over the years, I've gotten used to it. Not only I've gotten used to it, I was responding and sharing words of wisdom, little tidbits of what they're going through and how they can heal and help themselves and encourage like, it's okay to feel this way. You're not alone. And over the years, it just got gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm standing up working. I'm like, all right, this person is going to come in in 20 minutes. And then sure enough, this individual is coming in sobbing. And everybody's looking at me like, I'm, I was like, this is normal. All right, come over here. And I sit down. So it's like, it was just, it just went on and on. And it's just like, okay. It came to a point where my associates was like, they had a box of tissue at the front counter for it. It's okay. Del Sol makes everybody cry. And it's okay. <laughs> We're used to it. And it's that release that I've known, I've all I've come to know and understand that people, there's there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of suffering that people just want to be heard and want to be seen and want to be felt and just want to be held. And when I began to truly step into that, all the doors started opening and I found little networks of people online and Facebook groups on Instagram, clubhouses and all that stuff. And it's, it just began to like expand. I am part of this whole and I'm doing my part and everyone else is doing their part. So it's, whoa, I'm not alone. And it's good to be in a group of family who truly understands and recognizes you as your true authentic self and you don't have to hide that part. So when I step back into my retail role, I'm like, I'm standing taller and I'm profound. So I'm leaning into it. I'm speaking my truth wherever I go or on the street, when my daughters, my families, when we're out somewhere, it's like, oh, dad is speaking to someone. It'll be 45 minutes. <laughs> and they've yeah. got and they've gotten used to it and it's like oh did you make them cry no i didn't just had a few words and stuff like that so it would be like that and be comforting it was like my heart just felt full after each encounter and through that i learned a lot of compassion a lot of compassion and empathy not only for others but for myself for truly understanding and feeling the depth of who they truly are. Because when you see that, you see them for the truest expression that they are. And you see the potential of who they're becoming. And you offer them words of comfort, words of wisdom, so they can begin their journey of healing and recognize that they're not alone and they're not going crazy. So you had so many things I want to say about that. First of all, both of you had said, I think, two key things. If you're listening to this and you're looking to come out of the metaphysical closet, you're going to look for community 
and you're going to look for knowledge. Those are the two things that are going to propel you forward. If you listen to both Del Sol and Tracy's stories and my story too, it takes years. It's not something that you, you know, and and all of us can say as much as we've learned, there's still so much that we haven't learned that we'll probably never learn in this lifetime that we're always beginners in that way. I think also I like that both of you express that you tap into what you do best in a human way. So you're metaphysical, but how you connect with other humans is your personality or what you do best. So let me explain a little more. So Del Sol, you were saying that people just open up to you, right? People just open up to you. That's who you are. I've known people like that too, you more in a metaphysical way. But I I used to have a friend who children just were so attracted to her and of a specific specific age. It was always more of a teen, I shouldn't say children, children, but more of a teenager. Teenagers loved her. They felt they could talk to her. They just, she always had teenagers over the, I mean, she had teenagers. She, she wasn't creepy like that. She had teenage children and their friends were always over and just wanted to be around her and everything. And she ended up doing a business that I think she teaches yoga to teenagers and it worked out really well. So she kind of, you know, decided what she did best and how she connected to people best on a human level. And Tracy, it's similar but different for you because you offer community with these classes that you do, right? Because I've taken your class. You do that. And then you also reach out and like you were saying in the beginning, you practice on other people. So you taking more of the initiative, which is good as well, right? Because that really helps people when you take the initiative and you are the leader. For me, I think what I do well and not well, and it's funny you said compassion, because there's something in me, and I really feel being a Sagittarius, you guys aren't Sagittarius, right? We're known as very blunt, and that's our worst quality. And we're also known as very direct and will cut you off like that type of thing. And I try to work on that. So, you know, I remember Tracy, I think Tracy, maybe it was you and our friend Christine, where I can't, you and Del Sol does this too, where all of you, if I've gone into session with you, you'll say, I'm honored that you told me this story, or I'm honored that you shared this with me. That's not natural for me. I had to learn that. <laughs> That's not something I do naturally. That doesn't even occur to me. And then when I heard it from you a couple times, because I've done sessions with you, I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's a human compassionate thing to say. So there's something there where I'm not great like that, but in writing I'm good like that. So when I do the UC podcast, that's my podcast, Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. Check it out if you have UC or Crohn's. So when I get emails from that podcast from the listeners, they'll email me ten thousand word emails about their journey, like what they've struggled with, what they've done. Like you said. Del Sol. They want to be acknowledged. They want that, Tracy, like you said, they want that space held, right? And no one listens, especially with UC, you get so much gaslighting. It's insane. No, oh, it's all in your head. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. You can get over that. Just try some probiotics. Just drink some celery juice. I heard all this crap. You know, no one has sympathy for it. No one has empathy, sympathy, whatever. So for me to hold that space 
through the podcast to hold that space where I can respond to them in an email. I'm better that way. I think right now it's, um, you said the most important thing, which is communities. And that's what we're striving to build now. You have little pockets of communities that are really forming and gaining ground. And that's where we all want to go. It's like all these communities are just like, you want them to really come together and truly expand. They all have a different vision, but it's the vision that's part of the whole that you're working on. When you take a sky view of everything, you're like, okay, they're building, they're building, they're building. And I could see the entire picture from a higher perspective because when we all come together and we will, and we all have pieces just fit like a puzzle. And it's like, wow, that just happened so seamlessly. And next thing you know, we'll have a huge giant community working in unison as one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that brings me to my next question is community. And I think a lot of the listeners are fascinated by the idea, as I am as well, star seeds and ancient ones. If everything goes as planned, it should go as planned. I did an episode, I dropped an episode yesterday. Yeah, yesterday on the Ebens and what are Ebens. And then next week are going to be the Greys. And then this week is going to be obviously Tracy and Del Sol. And so I've been really fascinated by I've always been fascinated by aliens, but now I've taken it up to to almost an obsessive notch. <laughs> I just keep watching about it and reading about it. And I used to do this as a child, but now it's you have so much more available now. You know, in, when I was a child, it was the Time Life book series. That's all you had, pretty much. And now you have everything, right? You have the internet, you have social media, you have all that. So I want to ask both of you. First of all, let me break this down into two parts. So starting with Tracy, Tracy. Do you feel that you are a starseed or do you feel that you channel Ariana, the starseed being, but you're not a starseed or do you feel you're a starseed? And how do you feel you're metaphysically connected to that other realm in the solar system? Are you connected to the starseeds? And Del Sol, I'm going to ask you about... Are you, I know you're an ancient one. Could you describe what that is when we get to your turn? And also, what is it like to be an ancient one? Because I, I want everyone to have that description. I know it's hard to describe. I really do, you guys, but the best we can in human terms. So I am going to start with Tracy first. And oh, hold on before she starts. By the way, star seeds are a fancy word to me if Tracy wants to fix this, but a fancy word for aliens. That's basically what it is. It's beings from other worlds. We can talk about, you can say UFO, uh, you know, the, the grays and the ebens, you can say those type, but then star seeds are more humanoid looking and star seeds are more Octurians and from different constellations and things like that. So Tracy, are you star seed? Do you feel it? Are you tell me? Yeah, absolutely. And I just m- want to make a quick point to your last um, please question about, yeah. like you said, Del Sol and you, Jennifer, about creating community. We have to work really hard to do our own work so that we show up with mm. authenticity. I really feel like being authentic and having integrity makes our space so much safer for people to tell their deepest, darkest secrets and not feel judged. 
So that I feel is a really important piece of the work that all three of us do is we don't judge. We're just here to listen and to help people be heard. I agree. I think that was a good missing component that, yeah, we have to do the work ourselves because if we don't, we're not helping anyone. I try not to judge. I do my best as a human, but (laughs) sometimes I judge a little. But anyway, moving on, Tracy, are you a starseed? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was little, I felt like I didn't fit in with my family at all. I felt like I fit in with the animals in nature. That's where I felt comfortable and safe, not judged. I didn't have all of these expectations placed on me. And all of that, I didn't make the connection until probably, oh my gosh, 2000 and something, maybe uh, seven, I had a healing session with a woman. And I said, you know, I'm having all of these really strange experiences. My um, clairaudience and clairvoyance and all the clairs are coming on board big time. I am having these dreams that are just otherworldly. And she said, well, you're a star seed. And that part of you is about to crack open. And So when she said that, it's like all of these tumblers fell into place and suddenly everything when I was a child made so much sense. So yeah, absolutely. And I can't even tell you how many times where I would be having a really hard time. I'd go outside at night, I'd take my dog for a walk and I would just stop and look up at the stars and say, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here. I just want to go home. And I always felt like home was out there. It was out there. It was not here until I started to realize that here is also part of out there because I'm on planet earth and planet earth is part of the universe. So I am here as well. As I was getting used to that new idea that there is a very expansive multidimensional part of me that is starting to reignite. It was incredible what was coming forward. I felt like my access to other dimensions and other realms was so fascinating. I found myself traveling through wormholes into other realities in order to gain information on why I was having experiences in this reality. And it was fascinating to go through these light networks in order to gain other information to go meet guides. So through that process of expansion, it, it was interesting how my guides were laying out step, stepping stones for me. And all I had to do was follow those stepping stones and the guideposts. And every once in a while, I would have I would have it out with my guides and say, I can't do this. You have chosen the wrong person. I quit. You need to find somebody else. And sure enough, I would get a message coming in saying, you can do this. We need you here. We need you to take care of this. We need you to be that bridge in between humans and their spirituality and spirit. We need you to be the bridge in between humans and animals, all of the elementals in the earth. It was and access into this way of being that I had always wanted and had completely forgotten about. So when I started accessing Ariana's energy, when I was introduced to her, 
it was like being introduced to a soul sister somewhere else. And it was so incredibly comforting knowing that she's part of me and I'm part of her. Gathering that kind of information and that kind of wisdom was just more for my arsenal of wisdom and knowledge that I could share with other people. So it's been an incredible journey of enlightenment and expansiveness. And I am loving all of the opportunities that are coming because of the multidimensional beings that we are. We're all multidimensional beings. And so allowing that multidimensionality to really be the forefront of who I am and to guide me, it's incredible the synchronicities that happen. It's incredible the the people that show up and the insights that come in exactly when I need them. It helps me with my horsework, with my healing work, with, you know, all of the work that I do on every level. That is probably the best description of a star seed I've heard to date. Del Sol, you think so? That was pretty good. That was pretty thorough. I love that very much. And by the way, you guys, if I start yawning, when I'm around, I think I've said this before, when I'm around highly metaphysical people and they don't realize, well, they probably do realize, you probably, Del Sol and Tracy both realize, but they send healing energy, whether it's intentional or not intentional, and I will start to yawn. So I'll notice in some of these sessions with recording sessions with people, I'll start to yawn. And now I'm starting to yawn. So that means I'm having a release of certain things and my body is healing in a good way. So I just want people to know I'm not bored or anything. It's just something that happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a normal thing that happens. So Del Sol, tell us what the ancient ones are and what it's like to be an ancient one. Wow. Where do I begin? I started out, for my journey started out where I first used my Syrian heritage, and that was the warrior in me coming forward. And when I came forward, I was like, okay, there's this aspect of me. But I wanted to know that my origin, because I want to know my origin story. And I kept going further back and further back. And I would have these incarnations in different worlds. And I think I incarnated like in all these star systems in this world, in this universe here. And I was going further back. The more further back that I went, there was no notations in history of these places. So I sat introspectively and I sat with myself and I'm like, how could this be? And the depth of me just appeared where I I have my dream one time, I was I travel with my son sometimes. I found myself sitting on a chair and I was in an office and I went to see this lady and she came out and she looked at me and she was just like, everything, she said, everything that you ever wanted to know in this universe and other universes is within you. And she looked at me, it was so fascinating. And at that point, my face lit up. When I came to, I was like, my guys was like, well, we don't have a clue. We can only go so far back that the guys that I have here. So I kept looking for that origin point. And when I sat, when I finally sat, I found myself sitting at the edge of the universe in pure energy form, just reaching out. And I was like, 
I've never seen this before and I've never experienced this before. That's when I met the elders. The elders sit way out there on the rim of nowhere and they're all in cloaks. And I sat with them. What's going on at first is like, where am I? Well, you're home and this is where you hail from. And this is who you, part of who you are. It seems old and ancient. It brought me back to the point where I think in 2015, I saw myself as when I had a dream, I saw myself as an old, 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 old individual where I couldn't even recognize my face. It was so wrinkled. And I was sitting there and I'm like, is this me? Am I that old? And fast forward back to this dream that I was having, I was like, yeah, you're, you're pretty old. And when I sat with this information, I kind of understood, I began to understand how I relate to each and every one that I encountered, that there's an inner knowing that I know this soul, that I know this being from another time, from another realm, from another dimension. And every it it started triggering the remembrance of where I've been and how long I've been in existence. And it's it's come to a part where it's like nothing surprises me anymore. When you lived as long as I have, you come to understand that life is transitory, that part of it. And it's it's like, whoa, back to sitting with these guys. I remember them speaking. And I was like, hey, you speak like me. And they were like, no, you speak like us. Then they started showing me more and more of the bigger aspect of where I'm from and my creation and my part in me being here is there's legends and then there's stories in every indigenous culture where there's a saying that there would come a time where the ancient ones would rise again. And every time I say it, there's my whole body lights up. And when I meet another ancient soul, it triggers. And there's a, an explosion of energy that happens within that space. And it is beautiful. And it is amazing all at the same time. So in my travels and in my remembrances, I see all the star seeds. And I see all that they encompass and I see all these worlds that we help facilitate. And it is, it is beautiful. It is amazing. And it is a continuous evolution of time and space that we're just building and creating and expanding and learning and teaching and creating new races. It's. <laughs> the most profound thing that in this universe, I, I remember sitting in the outskirts of when this earth was forming, rocks just coming together and just coming together. And I was sitting there just watching it form. And I was just like, is this earth? And they're like, a voice was like, yes, this is earth. I'm like, so we were here watching it form patiently waiting. Yes. And that's, I guess that's why I have so much patience because through time, you kind of see everything just moving and becoming, and you have to wait 
until it fully evolves where it blooms and you're like, ah, here we go. And there's this moment. And then these aha moments where <laughs> it's just beautiful and amazing all at the same time where I get to experience and I get to see stars being born individually and introspectively in this universe. And you begin to recall the other universes way back, further and further back, and you see the footprints that you left behind. And it is beautiful to remember, and it is also beautiful to see what is being created here now. Um, when I was told a few years back that I had to awaken the ancient ones, they were all asleep. It's scary for us ancients to really truly step forward at the time because no one knew what to expect or what we were or how we were able to communicate. And you see all these starseed races just sitting here and the evolution of these races. And you're like, but I remember a time further back than that. And I remember further and further and further of this evolutionary process of where we've been. And for me, it's, <laughs> in one profound, and I'll end with this one, I, I visited a place and I was on a rooftop and I remember a lady coming to me and she looked at me and she said, by all accounts, you should not exist. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And then she showed me a book in the footnotes where it's just a myth, where these individuals are myth. And she showed me me where I'm just a myth. I looked around, I was like, well, I'm here. And the look on their faces was just like stunned. Here, really, like really, truly, I exist. And I think that's, it spoke wonders to me as far as it really hit me right here. It's just like, wow, I really exist. And I just, no one really knew that I existed. I was like, where was I this entire time? What was I doing? You know, why did I disappear? And those memories are still trickling in now as to still my awakening and my becoming. So the ancient ones are, we are guardians of a lot of things. We protect and we witness a great many things of evolution of many races. We witness the becoming, and we witness the destruction of a lot. And for us, it's sad, and it is beautiful all at the same time. Again, can't beat that description of the ancient ones. Basically, the elders of the universe is what how I would say it, is the elders of the universe. And I want to touch upon a couple things that both of you said, because you said beautiful things. I like when you said, Del Sol, that nothing surprises me anymore because I've lived so many times and I have a feeling Tracy feels that way. I definitely feel that way. I'm not good with the patience because I get annoyed because I'm like, dude, how could you not see that? I've seen it 17 million times. How, how could you not? I also clip thoughts of people, which, <laughs> okay, let me explain what I mean. So I'll have a person tell me a story and they'll go on and on. They'll be like, this person did this and this person did this and this person did this. And I was like, yeah, they're an asshole. Just say they're an asshole. Like, why did you have to go on for 15 minutes? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
<laughs> I do things like that, which I, again, Sagittarius, you know, but I, I don't mean to do it, but I actually have the opposite effect where I have more impatience because I'm like, oh my God, I've seen it a million times, you know, that kind of thing. So I definitely have that little problem. Uh, I want to also talk about the idea of the dream state. I think that's really important to not discount ever. I remember I did a session with Del Sol where I had this crazy dream about how I met on this, what was it, Del Sol? It was this, you gave it a name, a space station type of thing. And I was at the meeting point with all these otherworldly beings. Go ahead. The trans, the trans station. Thank you. And yeah, it's kind of like a localized area where all these portals come in and then you can reach any destination, kind of like a union. I guess you could say the New York station, train station, where all these things come through. Grand Central, yep. Yes. So you have all these portals just opening up and it's just like transit, boom, boom. It's a busy, busy port. And I couldn't describe it. And then I had a session with Del Sol, I think, a few days later. And he said, Del Sol, I had this crazy dream where I was at this transit station. It was outside and it was all these otherworldly beings. It's it's exactly what you see, you guys, in Star Trek and um, Star Wars. And they were all around me and talking and we were talking and I was rushing to somewhere and they were rushing to somewhere. And I was just like, what the F is this? And then you told me that it's a transit station. And I had never been there before. And that was a dream that really... I don't know, just elevated my consciousness in that way. So definitely don't ever discount dreams. I have a feeling I know Del Sol, I'm sure, Tracy, if you're going to wormholes, you're a big astral traveler. And we're, you know, don't discount that. A lot of these dreams, when people fly, like you think you have a dream or you're Superman or something, a lot of that's times that's actually astral travel and people don't recognize it as astral travel. So definitely don't discount that. I also want to address the idea of when you're a starseed, when you're ancient one, answering the call. I'm using, I always steal that from Del Sol, but the idea of answering the call that you have to be open to these signals because you both were talking about signs where you opened up. Uh, Tracy, you told a really interesting story about the Rosen. You're telling about that and how you kept saying Rosen and Del Sol, you were telling stories about how you're going back and seeing your origin and all that. And someone finally says to you, you're a myth and you need to bring people forward and all that. I had something happen years ago where I was in a hotel and it was just your average whatever Marriott. I was on a trip. I was a corporate flight attendant at the time. I remember there was, what do you call those things? Not conference. What's in sports? They, they all get together and play games. The heck do you tournament? call conference? Tur- thank you, tournament. <laughs> I played sports for years and I can't remember the word. But there was a <laughs> there was a softball tournament going on. So all the parents and all the teenagers were in the hotel. So it's super, super busy. So I woke up the next morning, 9 a.m., whatever, and I walk out with my suitcase, and there's all these people around. Like the lobby is just mobbed. And there's this woman. She was an older black woman, and she was dressed all in purple. And she just kept staring at me. And there was something otherworldly about her. And she was there with her family. And you would think they would notice if someone, like if you were staring that much at someone, then the rest of the family would be like, what are you staring at, right? They didn't respond. 
she said hi to me, but it was in a very strange way. It was it's so hard to explain, but she was just like, hi, how are you? And I, and I was just so struck by her. I said, hi, how are you? I said something, but keep in mind, no one around us saw us interact, okay? And I really felt that that was a call to wake me up out of where I was. Del Sol, all right, Del Sol, you keep laughing. Just tell me. <laughs> Come out with it. I'm, I'm, tears is coming to my eyes, and it's 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 her recognizing and acknowledging you, and really kind of like in awe that you're standing in front of her because she sees you, and she's never seen a being as you hmm. in front of her, and she's just like, oh, there you are, I see you now. And she wanted to interact. And everything it's like everything else around you guys were standing still. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. It was weird. You imagine, sorry, not to interrupt, but you imagine you guys, yeah. you've been in hotels where you've had a really crowded lobby. And do you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Continue. Don't no, it's, 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 that, it's that moment that she, and that you, you were like, this is awkward. But then you felt some sort of release and acknowledgement within that interaction. And it's funny that because you're now bringing it forward and I could see her in her dress. It's a once in a lifetime encounter, but it propelled you to continue on. And I was awakening to my metaphysical self at that point. And that really I was, I was again, so open to it. And I answered the call there that I, I never forgot that, you know, this dream, I never forgot. And I never talk about dreams on this podcast, but it's just something that that is something that awakens you. Tracy, would you like to add anything? Actually, Ariana would, if that's okay. So please, Ariana, welcome. Okay. All right. All right. This idea of time and this idea of dream state versus wake state. The two are interchangeable. Sometimes what happens is you notice that when you're in the dream state, you're actually in the waking state. And when you're in the waking state, you're in the dream state. Have you ever been driving down the road and suddenly you realized you've gone 10 miles and you have no idea how you got to where you were going? That is you being in that in-between state. It's there all the time. It's just a matter of slowing your mind down, dropping into your heart and realizing that the heart is the portal into all of those other dimensions that you would like to travel to, whether it's in your waking state or your dream state. We we use the word dream state because it's more digestible for people to understand. They think that if they're dreaming, it's not real. It wasn't real. It never would be real. But the reality of it is, it is real. It's all real. You are having a multidimensional experience and you're doing it with grace and with ease. And there are moments that are joyful. There are moments that are terrifying. You experience them both because you need to have the balance of both the positive and the so-called negative experiences so that you can expand and grow beyond what has triggered or limited you into thinking that you are less than. You move into these expanded states of awareness through your dream time so that you can then take that into your waking time and expand into those expanded states there. You'll notice as you find yourself expanding within your waking moment, there will be times where you think, how did the time go by so quickly? I was just here in this one moment and two hours later, you're here in the next moment. 
You find that each and every day offers you the opportunity to move into other realities. People are becoming much more comfortable with this idea and they're becoming more comfortable with moving in and out of different realities, knowing that they're always going to be exactly where they need to be. There's so many people on this planet working with this planet who are willing to be in the present moment and know that the present moment here is also another present moment elsewhere. There is no such thing as time. Time is just an illusion. It's flexible, it's malleable, and it's always allowing itself to bend in whatever direction is needed in that moment. If you allow yourselves to understand that time is just an illusion, you'll find that the stress levels within your own bodies will begin to reduce because even if you think you're running so-called late, you're not running late. You're actually on time because there's something going on with the person the group or the organization that you're about to meet with where they need that extra few minutes or maybe that extra hour and you arriving when you do is assisting you or maybe there's a car accident that you were being navigated away from. Had you been running on time, you would have been in the midst of. It's all happening exactly the way it's supposed to. Just remember, you can always ask Mother Earth for assistance and helping ground yourself into the multidimensionality of her evolutionary process. She also is evolving. And as she evolves, humanity evolves. She is waiting for all of us to expand into the next level, level of our evolutionary process. And as she does, some people join along and others take their time. And that's okay. Again, we need that balance. Remember, all is happening exactly when it's supposed to in divine timing. Ariana, I couldn't have said it better. That was beautiful. D Del Sol and I kept nodding when you watched the video back. Yes, we yes, just kept not yeah, we yes, kept nodding yes, and doing that. Yes. What <laughs> this is why I love when Ariana comes forward and she I knew she was going to come forward today. I knew she wasn't going to let me down. So thank you. I have to. I have to thank you. Um, yeah, I couldn't have said any of that. I couldn't have said. I loved how she said about. Do you remember anything you said right now, Tracy? Because a lot of times with channeling, you don't. Little bits and pieces, okay. but not the whole message. Not the whole message. So she basically was saying, "Time is an illusion. We can bend time." This has happened for all of us, Ariana. Ariana, use the specific example of you're driving down the road and 10 minutes later, you don't know how you got there. And I like how she said the dream state, because we're so much more relaxed in the dream state. That's actually the waking state, but we call it the dream state. And I think that really helps humans. So for the interest of time, I want to move on. Thank you, Ariana. And I want to move on. I'm glad she showed up here for this episode. And you know, one of these days, I have to work on bending time because that's something I'm not good at yet. That's something that it takes a little practice and I have to get better at. But bending time, we'll go, we'll talk about that at another point. You can actually ask time to bend itself for you. Can you? Okay. Yes. So right, I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to report back. Okay. And then we can talk about bending time. So that would be awesome. Uh, Ariana also said that we as a whole are getting more comfortable with this idea of illusion of time and the dream state is waking state and all of that. So this leads me to my final question, which I'm very excited to hear about this. Okay. So as we, as humanity continue, there's something called disclosure and disclosure of whatever you want to say, Area 51, Roswell, 
Ebens, the Greys, the Starseeds, the Ancient Ones, we keep moving towards disclosure. We keep moving towards saying, okay, this metaphysical stuff is real, and we need to start evolving this planet from 3D to 4D to 5D and beyond. And we are responsible for doing it as metaphysical people, right? Because there's going to come a point where we're going to have to make a choice as the earth that may not be in our quote unquote lifetime, but that is going to happen. Now, disclosure, in my humble opinion, has happened slowly over time through what? Through even the Bible. You know, the Bible talks about metaphysical things and aliens and whatever. Then you have the current, maybe more current day examples where you're talking about Star Wars. You know, to me, that was all channeled. And the fact that George Lucas did that, it was all uh, channeled. You have Jim Henson with the Dark Crystal. That to me was very channeled. He's no longer with us, but that was very channeled. And then, of course, you have Star Trek, which is very channeled to me. So as we drop things and we drop nuggets, we're getting society, humanity prepared for this disclosure. When do you think this disclosure is finally going to happen? You don't have to give it a year, but I'm just saying, when do you, do you think we're very close to this full disclosure? I think we as metaphysical people already interact with these higher conscious beings right now on this planet. We're everywhere, but nowhere all at the same time. So when we interact, we're interacting with the energetics of these beings and they are standing all around us right now, right next to you, behind you. And they're with Tracy as well. So we acknowledge that. And the full disclosure is when everyone really truly acknowledges that their energetic presence are all around us simultaneously at the same time, um, we can learn to access well, we already have access to that, is that just the others can become more familiar and more accustomed to accessing and acknowledging those energies exist. Because in the Christian-based culture, it's always perceived as negative. It's always perceived as the, the, the evil aspect of being when you acknowledge the energetics around you is like, oh, you're tapping into evil, you're tapping into that. And that was the history of this planet. But now this planet is moving forward and transgressing into a new paradigm, a new understanding as we all come forward and we all prove our our worth and we all speak our truth and our voices. It's it's relieving some of that stress that now I think you can see the population in the churches, the young generation and no longer attending these churches dwindling. So you're gonna see a lot more of the youth venturing out and exploring and wanting the answers that they're seeking within. Yeah, I agree with Del Sol on that one. You know, I love how the younger generation is so open-minded and they're so curious and they're allowed to be curious. And even if they're not allowed, they're still going out and they're doing their research. And I think that they are really assisting as well as say, as us and other people who are doing this work, we're assisting in the rise of in consciousness. And when the rise in consciousness happens, 
the fear surfaces like crazy because it has to, it has to come to the surface in order for people to really understand who they are, why they operate the way that they do. And then when they begin to understand that, they can then let go of the fears that have controlled them for so long. So, I mean, if you're looking for a time answer on when that's going to happen, the disclosure is going to happen. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's really hard to say. Again, yes. well, for me, I believe it's all based in the uh, the rise in consciousness. And as people become more comfortable with the idea that we are not alone here, we're not a soul planet with soul inhabitants in the universe, that we do have outside help and that we are not meant to be here or do this work, live these lives alone. That's when it's going to start, the speed of the disclosure is going to start increasing. And honestly, it's scary for some people. They don't want to know that there are extraterrestrials. They don't want to know that there are multidimensional beings who may be out there watching them. But my experience with the people that I work with and myself is that these beings are here to help. Assist. Assist, absolutely. I agree. And I think that disclosure is already happening. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think it is. Um, for those of you that don't know whether you love him, whether you hate him, uh, Donald Trump, our former president, was supposed to disclose a lot of things about aliens and alien contact, UFO contact, but that was stopped. He was going to do it and then it got stopped. So uh, not being political about that, just saying that's exactly what happened. There's a lot of sources saying that he was going to come out and say something about that. You have Elon Musk, who is has SpaceX and it just really supposedly is looking at other planets and all of that. Again, whether you like him, whether you love him, whether you hate him. You have Richard Branson, who had that first flight bringing Taurus up to space. I think that that is a form of disclosure. I really do. I think that we're getting ready for it. I think things are going to happen at a much faster pace now. I truly believe that. I believe, like you said, with the younger generation, that's going to happen as well. So starseeds, ancient ones, don't be surprised if you're walking down the street and you start seeing some Star Trek shit and <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So I just want to I want to close out by having Del Sol and Tracy talk about their services and how you can connect with them. If you are looking at this on video, I am going to have their name and their websites. And then uh, if you're listening, I will have everything in the show notes so you can connect with them. And then I'll have Del Sol give a light language blessing. And then we will say goodbye. So Del Sol, I'll go with you first. Please tell us about your services and how we can connect with you. You can connect my website, intuitive-soul.com. I offer- S-O-L. Yes, S -O yes, intuitive-soul, S-O-L.com, just like the sun. I offer three-month mentorship, heart coherence activation. Right now, I'm doing a sacred circle gathering every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, um, where we meet for an hour and we just sit like we're around a campfire. And we wait, just wait, when is this? What time is this? It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Why do you always have everything so late, man? <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> me. Um, I'm going to check that out, though. Continue. I'm sorry. And, 
And I'm also working on building a retreat that's coming in September, October. And um, it's going to be in Texas. So I'm working on the the whole production of it coming soon. You can find me on Instagram at intuitive underscore soul, S-O-L, on Instagram as well. I am so excited about all of these things. I have taken or done sessions with Del Sol. They've been life-changing, incredible. I've done the heart activation, uh, the heart coherence. It's been so great. I cannot say enough. I'm excited to hear that you're doing retreats. That makes me really happy. That makes my soul, my S-O-U-L, really, really happy. I was teasing about the time, I think 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time is actually a really good time for people. So I will definitely check in on that. So congratulations on putting yourself out there, putting yourself forward and continuing all the work of being an ancient one. So I'm very happy to hear that. Tracy Shannon, let's hear it. Yeah. So um, you can find my services on my website. It's Tracy Shannon, T-R-A-C-I-E, Shannon.com. And what I do, I'm a spiritual medium and an animal intuitive. So I hold sessions in both those. I also do energy work and body work on horses. And I'm an equine facilitated coach. So I take my knowledge of horses and my knowledge of the spiritual medium and animal intuitive. And I combine all of that. And I do one-on-one sessions with people and their horses And then I'm going to be starting up meditation groups again, and we're going to be connecting with our multidimensional wisdom within that. And I think for right now, that is about it. I'm going to hold another connecting with your multidimensional wisdom workshop at some point in the future. So I will let you know that. And you can find me on Instagram at Tracy501 at Tracy Shannon. Perfect. And with the animal communication, you talked a lot about horses, but you also do all sorts of animals and all sorts of pets, correct? Oh, yes. I do all animals living and past those that have passed away. So either way. And when I do my spiritual medium work, not only do I connect with people who have passed on, but there are times when I do connect with people who are family members or friends of the person that I'm working with, and they're still alive. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Again, I have taken sessions. I've taken a workshop with Tracy. It's been incredible. She, like Del Sol, is one of my mentors. I cannot recommend her enough. I had something go on with my farm several weeks ago where I had cow issues, I had dog issues, and besides the vet, the first person I called was Tracy, and we resolved the issue. So I cannot say enough about her. So please look her up. And Del Sol, would you give us a very brief light language blessing? Absolutely. Now this, we're coming out of the 6-6 portal yesterday. Yeah, let's all open up our hearts and feel the frequencies and the vibrations. It has been an honor and a blessing. Every time you speak light language to me, I giggle. 
I, that's the reaction I have. I just start, get, I get a smile on my face and I just start laughing. And I think a lot of it is because I was, whether you believe this or not, I was born on the day of intensity. So I have this part of me where I can be almost too serious and too intense. So anything that lightens me up, that's the whole thing when they say for the day of intensity, your advice is you have to keep light and lighten up or else you'll just be swallowed into the darkness and seriousness. So I appreciate you lightening me up, Del Sol. That that helps me with my energy. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're amazing. Uh, I'm so happy we had this talk again. Hour and 15 minutes right now, almost hour 16, and we just keep on going. We could talk for, I mean, I could talk for hours, but we can't do that, unfortunately. But I want to give a special thank you to Del Sol because you're on vacation. I really appreciate you taking the time out from your family to do this. And a special thank you to Tracy for just being Tracy and just being awesome. And a thank you to Ariana. So thank you so much, Ariana. So until next time, I'm going to have you guys join me on this. I'm going to have you say, live your life two inches off the ground. Until next time, live your life two two inches off off the ground. ground. That was pretty messy, but I liked it. That was pretty shitty, but that's okay. We're all good. So thank you so much, and we will see you soon. 